Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. This is episode 104 on the Norwegian band Discord, D-I-S-K-O-R-D. Before we get to that trio of freaks, want to thank listener MLG, speaking of freaks, also known as Marco. He's an Italian who has lived in the UK since 2003. little fun fact about our friend MLG. He gave us a donation of $19.93, so that's catching on. Oh. We enjoy that. Uh, you dear listener, you can do the same as MLG by sending a PayPal contribution to radicalresearchpodcast at gmail.com. That's our PayPal ID. That's also our contact email. As ever, please visit radicalresearch.org to check every single episode of Research Out. You can purchase two of my books there and some more fun stuff in the future. Hunter and I are champing at the bit for this one. Hello, Hunter. How are you doing? I am fine, sir. How are you? Good. You're in the throes of a craft fuck the universe renaissance in your world. So um, have fun with that. I'll see if I can follow someday. Yes. <laughs> well, and it, 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 maybe it's just because I've been under the weather all week um, and just want to fuck the universe. In ah, general. But, uh, right. Uh, who knows why they want to fuck the universe? I think the universe is pretty great, even when you're feeling down. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, what's that guy's problem? Hey. I, I hate misanthropic music. Speaking of which, um, just want to say, speaking of, which. speaking of which, the new Afterbirth is fucking amazing. That's all I need to say. I can't get enough. In but not of. Also the best album title in recent memory, I think. Up but not out. Up but not out. Yeah. <laughs> Up but not out. The I Think You Should Leave remix by Tim Robbins. <laughs> but That's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> Okay. All right. I love it. Now, Discord. This is a band from Oslo. And although Hunter and I are Norwegophiles, and although loving Norwegian metal is not necessarily, you know, it's not a one-track sort of pursuit. There are a lot of things under that umbrella. But Discord certainly never fit anywhere, other than the fact that they're a little bit weird, a little bit obscure, playing this obfuscated strange death metal mm. um anything to add to that in terms of the umbrella slash elevator speech on what discord is all about yeah it's, i mean just smeary i mean honestly they sound more like disharmonic orchestra um or corpse um oh. and, and uh like a typical norwegian band Corpse um, with, yeah, yeah sorry yeah. sorry let's back up a second corpse with a k i just i don't want people right. to, uh, i don't want to assume that most people know what that is corpse with a k was from ireland right or, or scotland yeah yeah they yeah um and one of the two we can't win we can't make that mistake because those irish and scottish do not like to be confused oh no no they're no no um and it, sorry corpse was uh they, you know they got called death and roll um that never really quite did it for me sure that I, I always felt that was a a bit too reductive for their sound, you know. And there is a somewhat of a tradition in uh, Norway for non black metal weirdness, like with Cadaver. Um, oh yeah, I that uh, yeah, I think that Discord kind of continues that tradition. Well, look, I like that you've brought up already Disharmonic Orchestra, Corpse with a K, and Cadaver. This is good cadaver with a c uh because there's another one there's another one with a k please but i got turned on with um 2005's hdfh seven inch and by the way hdfh stands for human despair forget happiness so that that's a that's a nice little optimistic start they've been around since about 99 started recording about 2001 and in 2005 released this very short seven inch uh, released on the great Venless label. And I don't remember how I got it. I think I might've been, I was buying for the end records distro at the time. Venless was uh, one of our better sellers as far as like these small indie labels and we would get everything. Maybe I got it as a promo, but I remember slapping it on just because as you say, disharmonic orchestra, the cover looked very disharmonic orchestra mm. and a lot of their art, pretty much all their art kind of does. We'll get into that and whether or not they, they are musically comparable I used to think so. I think less and less the more I listen to Discord. We're going to start with the entire one minute and 44 seconds of a track from their first album, Doomscapes. And this is called Pervasive Discreteness. And you want to talk about a disharmonic orchestra type song title, Pervasive Discreteness. Mm -hmm. 
sweet spot of radical research you mean flanged and wawad base to fuck <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like I was about to say like somewhere between disharmonic and helios creed oh um, <laughs> just psychedelic death metal madness yeah yeah it's um let me look what can we say doomscapes is was a really interesting debut um love the cover that melting yeah. pink whatever the hell yeah. that is man and you uh you were responsible for my discovery of this like you know never said that before um <laughs> all right um along with uh the first skygan ep and i got the two at the same time and i'll always remember that really weird garagey element to both of them but also just this wild psychedelic madness as well yes indeed they were really fresh sounding when they came out because this is the period in sort of death metals evolution that i think you started to get a lot of stuff like Incoffination and those sorts of incantation-esque bands the start of the rebirth i think around mm-hmm. 2007 or so uh, 2008 2009 and um and this was different yet it was still very fresh death metal it was it was very forward looking but yeah man you're right it scratches all the edges doesn't it but it um it felt dangerous too, hmm. and, you know, like in a way that a lot of that pro-tooled, really kind of dressed up studio death metal didn't. Yeah, Gigan does that as well, although they're more textured, I suppose, and layered, I suppose, than Discord. These bands, as you mentioned, are of a piece, and yeah, they they both sound very naturally captured. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There also needs to be a Gigan Discord tour in 2024 worldwide. And I imagine that in their riders, they both would need lots of psychedelic fungi. So I'm, I, I kind of know Eric. Uh, I'll get on the horn with him and see if he can get that going. I'm sure there's a humongous demand for it. So, you know, the world is begging for that tour. Don't leave that money on the table. Hunter and I will be there in at least two cities. It, uh, it, if you it, play it, in the Southeast, at least. But, we can't stress enough worldwide. It has to be. I mean, you know, we got to get, we got to go everywhere with this thing. Anyhow, I don't often make predictions. It's a fool's errand generally, but I, I think I can safely say that I think Hunter and I are going to come out of this episode loving Discord even more than we already do because we're going to give a listen to this great thing, instrumental uh, from Doomscapes, the penultimate song on it, Reptilian Ancestry.
Well, a lot, lot to say there. Uh, great drumming by Hans Erzvik, uh, also a co-vocalist along with bassist and vocalist Ivan Oxelson. want to mention them because they are the constants in the material we'll be listening to on this episode. But yeah, great drumming. And I just love, again, the recording of it and how not garagey, not basement-y, but certainly earthy and and organic and Live. natural as hell you know you get that when he starts banging on the on the snare and then the ride symbol that ride really rings out and you know i'm a sucker for that i do uh big fan of for a ring and ride ring and ride you like the well, ride i remember ride. the first time that um you and i listened to uh minas Tirith together um <laughs> it was the same kind of thing it was like these guys are like playing in a room and they enjoy playing together yeah that's a future episode yeah. yeah love that band uh but yes you're right there and there, there there's a parallel there to how they record how they how they're captured and just um the aesthetic i think is similar obviously minas tirith is not death metal but uh they're norwegian and special this happens a lot in our world and then the bravery to have a didgeridoo for that long just in the middle of the track and then they kind of slowly layer over it they don't try to get out of it quickly it, what's not right. it's not novelty uh, that was played by Peter Vongstein or Petter Vongstein. I have no idea how you say it. His name looks like a mixture of Norwegian and German. Uh, but yeah, he he actually plays the didgeridoo. It's not a uh, sample or anything like that. Your thoughts on that on that little part? That is pretty nice. God player. Oh, uh, probably the the like the only other like really critical use of a didgeridoo in a metal song that I can think of. Uh, hold on. I was just listening to something that had one. Ah, it's it's something we know and love. Uh, oh, is it Alchemist? No, but I think they use one too. Uh, it, it was prominent. It was prominent enough where I'm like, oh, that's... Uh, well, well, we'll get back to you on that. Anyway, yeah, Didgeridoo. Um, probably as hard to play as a, as a third. Oh, and, and well, we should, uh, we should probably mention this. Our dear friend and a guy who's come up on this podcast many times, uh, Dave Murray, from uh, Stratosphere, Tholus, Deserts of Tron, uh, many other things, and Tron, because it's he's now just Tron, and I think just that's Tron. And and that here's the thing: the reason I point that out, and we talked about it on on an episode, but that's his strongest stuff. I that those three more recent Tron EPs, like that shit is yeah, <laughs> incredible. Uh, the 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 dude's a visionary and a genius, um, but also. He is a student of uh, Tuvan throat singing and a mm. uh, didgeridoo player. Because like being that good at drumming and composing isn't enough. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of visionary, let's, let's move on. This is the final track from Doomscapes from 2007, released on the Edge Runner music label. So go get it on Discogs for about eight dollars it ranges from eight to 20 or something or it's it's worth it at any price yeah instauration this is a word that is this is a real word but i don't think i'd heard this word before i found discord and so they've taught me some english instauration is the act of restoring or renewing something did you know that i did not yeah well i'll try to use that word tomorrow at work instauration uh, we, no, can, I can, we can really that, use it instauration on the miller file you know that would be like very easy for me to work in yeah <laughs> look you know i know you've you know the pnl suffered for a couple of months here but you know <laughs> in, uh, q4 i think you know inspiration oh my uh, god hey we got to get to inspiration <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm going to just stop you there and we're going to listen to some metal again because come on <laughs> you're killing me you're killing me charles all right
underestimate how much this stuff <laughs> that's how you, you know? end a, <laughs> that's how you end a song i mean really like this shit just rocks <laughs> yeah the very like, um, it, it, inspired ambitious and abstract and you know accomplishes it is like it just it's just fun to listen to it feels very free. Like that vocal was just uh, really just an inspired moment. Just, it just feels very free. Uh, yeah, ex- yes, dude. Yeah, ex- free. Yes. Like these motherfuckers are living. Unfettered. And you really, you know, duh, it's music. So it's passionate. Uh, has all the mystery that our wonderful music has. It has a lot, man. Yeah, they really are special. It has, it has the hot blood in it, man. Like, <laughs> That's good, too. Yeah, it That's really good. does. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, you know, and they here again, this is a band that really sounds like they look, and I'm talking about the album art. Like, you look at these albums, uh, Dystopics is the next one, and that's incredible. And it just looks like it sounds hard to describe, yep. kind of a lot, a lot of buttons being pushed color-wise. It's psychedelic and surreal, but also you can kind of get your head around it. It's fun. It's dark, but fun. It's just it, every fucking button they press. At this point, though, before we get to dystopics, we talked about Disharmonic Orchestra. I want to mention the cover art of Doomscapes, actually the back cover. It looks like a close-up shot of somewhere in that exposition's prophylax room. And the few people out there that know what the fuck I'm talking about, (laughs) you know, if they turn over the Doomscape CD, there it is. And it's just kind of interesting. I I have no idea if that's inspired by that. It's just too close. It it must be. It's too close. It's too close to disorient in aesthetic. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and like, I, you know, we mentioned a few bands already over the course of this. But D- Disharmonic, like, has always been sort of the touchstone for me okay. uh, when comparing anything to Discord. Even the the dis, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, good point. And there, there is that that chaotic kind of maybe we're going to spill over the cliff at any point now, but then we pull it all back kind of complexity. There's a, there's a precariousness um, to their music yeah, uh, that I, I feel is kindred with disharmonic. I hear it. Um, I hear it. There's an infrastructure in place at this point in time when discord's making music, that they don't have to rely on that kind of that kind of uh danger, but they insist upon it. I love and that it. makes me think that like that they're even more inspired by that kind of thing. And also, I think there's another influence here that we haven't talked about, and that's autopsy. Oh wow, that was my next band. I, I and I put in my notes a far oh. more psychedelic and adventurous autopsy. <laughs> Ladies it's, and it's gentlemen, weird. Jeff and I are not genetically related <laughs> as far as we know, but God, we God help us all. A, B. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but they are psychedelic and adventurous in a way that autopsy isn't. And and I love early autopsy. I just feel like after the comeback, I feel like they should have gone somewhere more uh, just I don't know something somewhere more different than what they've been doing, which is kind of just aping everything else they've done before. Mostly mental funeral. They're not psychedelic enough. They're not adventurous enough uh, in their new formation, uh, as far and as I, I'm like. And so and so I get that. I get that with this. Love psychedelic shit. 
I, I know it's weird, right? I mean, Captain Beefheart, Frank Zappa, those guys love residents. Res- Dude, he's a huge residence fan. Yeah. So anyway, autopsy. The other one is Voivod. To me, that's just a given, and there's no more to be said there. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, of course, these guys to have some degree of of Voivod worship amongst their lineup. I mean, yeah. it's got to be there. It just feels like a shoe in, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the thing I wanted to say about inspiration, as you were talking earlier, I I had communication briefly in the Doomscapes era with one of these guys. It was a quick few emails about something regarding mail order distro, probably buying some copies or something. And I don't think it was Ivan. I don't think it was Hans. It might've been Espen, the guitarist. I I just don't know. It wasn't the guy that was on Doomscapes, but it was Espen who plays on um, the the album we're going to sample next from Dystopics uh, from five years later, 2012. Anyway, one of the few things I mentioned as a fanboy sort of comment was like, man, you guys so remind me of Disharmonic Orchestra, one of my favorite bands. And he said, well, yeah, I know of them, but we're not really super into them. Then he mentioned like some other bands and goddamn, I wish I had that email. I could remember what he said. I don't quite remember what he said. I was just a little blown away that they weren't crazy disc orc heads like you and I are. It is surprising. Although if you think about it, the only era they really seem to evoke from disorc is exposition's prophylax like i don't even yeah. get like they haven't made their not to be undimensional conscious yet no, you know what no, i mean no, no, no. yeah they've got they've gotten that complexity well that's the, the so that's the thing is like that more rocking you know what i mean they um, haven't done the rush album there, yet. there's also like a you know a weird grindy part to um to their sound sure sure um yeah but, yeah but i i don't know that any band has ever come close to anything like not to be <laughs> no no i i, I, I don't the strangest think albums in the entire metal catalog i don't think this harmonic orchestra have no 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 one has it's it's just like it's kind of an accident of birth yeah it's <laughs> it, it's their rush album i wish i wish discord would do the rush album but i'm just happy to get discord albums whenever they come out because they're sure. not the most prolific band as we'll see uh, so we zoom ahead five years later and we get Dystopics, <laughs> great album cover. I would say even better album, uh, different guitarist in Espen. And we cram together two songs here, Overseer and Psychotic Process. Uh, we're going to play them a little bit of each from back to back. I love hearing the classic 80s metal influence in Overseer, mm-hmm. from traditional stuff to thrash, and like especially in that solo. It's um you can tell these guys are at least deep listeners. If they're not huge disharmonic orchestra fans, they are at least very well versed in the metal stuff. And speaking of solos, we're going to follow up Overseer, like I said, with a bit from Psychotic Process, featured largely because of its guitar work. And the vocals are incredible on that song. Take a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
This train's going to batshit crazy town. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I picked those and I picked those because of the solos. And there, we get a lot of great stuff around those solos. So here's another band that we hadn't brought up. Carbonized. Oh, yeah. Very much in this vein. I'm sure I've thought and of them while listening to Discord. Yes. Yes. I I don't know that I ever have. Um, uh-huh. And I feel embarrassed to say that. Um, People are going to be so laughing much. at you in the street tomorrow in Savannah. I'm just like, that guy didn't like, think I carbonized oh, in relation to Discord? Christ, man. You, like, literally, you're listening to Discord and you've never thought about carbonized? Fucking poser. <laughs> People at Arby's are going to be like, Who that are guy. You? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I know you go to Arby's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, any more to say about those? Or are we going to just let the music do the, yeah, the solos? Yeah, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Just lyrical, like wild, virtuosic, like totally a new thing in the Discord universe. I think so. Yeah, Doomscapes, um, the guitarist is great, no doubt. You got to be good to play in Discord. But uh, this new guy, Espen, who wouldn't hang around too long, he's great. I mean, he's just great. Yeah. Colors dystopian. Kind of like having, um, you know, Daniel Mangra and uh, Gorguts. Ah, there you go. Nice one. Or, I, I like or, I, I like or, any reference to Chewy or Voivod <laughs> or Voivod. Yeah, that little band. Okay, <laughs> you know, a little band from a yeah, Jean-Claire. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. This band is so frightening because we already talked about how good the drummer is, and then this guy, he's he's doing the lead vocals. He's like the Chris Reifert of Discord because I think yeah, he does the main vocals. The bassist is great, and this is Ivan Axelson, excellent bassist man. Whenever he does something special. You know it. Even during the rhythmic moments where he's just locking in with the drums as per the norm, he's killer. Like he's he's playing his own part rather That's, than following guitar, which yeah. he does, but like it's 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 his personality, the way a guitarist will throw down their personality. Amazing tone. Amazing um, tone. I'm, amazing. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume a Rick, a Rickenbacker. I'm just gonna assume that. I, Rick, a Rick through uh you know, like an SVT or something. Um but but also it's you know it's the the power trio thing oh yeah um, it yeah. gives these players a perfect opportunity to to shine absolutely it, yeah and, and the way they choose to record yeah, you know, yeah, it's not, yeah no yeah. I, yeah I love that format and some more great song titles of songs we're not going to listen to as the circus leaves the galaxy <laughs> gotta love that yeah. one God sends and hell bents, which sounds like a Minas Tirith song title. Kind of does. Yep. Um, there's one on here that we're also not going to listen to. It's the uh, it's the instrumental called Ambisinistral. Again, another real word. I, I got curious and looked it up. Despite it being an instrumental, it has a short stanza attached to it in the in the booklet, and I'll read that because it's pretty awesome. It reads: Equally inept in either dimension, mindless death metal equals salvation. <laughs> I still am not sure what how I'm interpreting that, but I love it. I, I don't just, worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Exactly. Live. Ambisinistral from healthline.com. This is fascinating to me. Ambidextral versus ambisinistral. People use the terms ambidextral and ambisinistral to describe different levels of ambidextrousness. Ambidextral refers to ambidextrous people who use both hands like a right-handed person's right hand. Likewise, ambisinistral refers to ambidextrous people who use both hands like a left-handed person's left hand. These terms aren't widely used in science, though. More research is needed to determine if there are actually 
different types of ambidextrousness and how they differ from each other. So that's a lot of information on amb- ambidextrousness. Um, thank you, Discord, for that yeah. instrumental. Yeah, you're, it's, you're it's, welcome, listeners. It's, it's, you're, people are just on the edge of their seats, man. Yeah. Not since the fried egg sandwich have our listeners just been so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, way back, way at the earliest day, the the, the prehistoric days of this All right, let's, you know silly what? little podcast. I think it's time to let the music do the talking. No, oh. no. Oh. This is rambling words from a sore throat from Dystopics 2012. guilty with all these references refer away what what the hell yeah what the hell the the first part of that song gave me some room magic vibes Ooh, in venom era uh room magic (laughs) specific enough for you well, well, I love it. Did, did. No, and Venom is different than other Brood Magic in some. In a lot it of is. It's yeah. like kind of you know, Melvin's much slower, like, much dirgier. Yeah, but then they flip the script on us and go all grindy, and I feel like these heroic, you know, virtuoso leads just keep surprising us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and like this, that, that's the amazing thing about this band. It's like they just keep, they keep us on our toes. This was a tough one to to search snippets for uh, because I, I know these albums well. Um, I went ahead and took the lead and, and picked most of these, but you're pretty much on board with all of them. But it was tough because like every song, practically every song of theirs has some really interesting hook that you could highlight and go this is why this band is so great uh uh, yet it never it never it never ever feels too audaciously or obviously weird it just simply is or like yeah or self-conscious yeah sure it it feels very natural yeah they're just weird while we're in, in reference city like i at the end of that song heard dexterity and fluidity on and some some melodies on a level of corner. Obviously, they're less less slick. Maybe like the Tommy T. Baron thing was what I've been hearing. Maybe. It, oh yeah, I can see. I, I can see a guy like yeah. this being completely oh, into Tommy T. Baron. Yeah, that's Tommy cool. T. Baron's. That's another show. We should just do a show on Tommy. His solos. Bam. Let's let's do that next time. Bam. <laughs> Seriously, that sounds like a fun show. Because we love some Tommy T. in this house. Damn straight, we do. Two years later, they come with an EP 
called Oscillations. And it's got yet another new guitarist. This guy's name is Havard Osterley. Another amazing album cover. This one I have on vinyl, and that that looks supreme on 12-inch, which is what she said. But <laughs> you're not supposed to do your own, that's what she said, jokes. But I, sometimes a man's got to make you cough. Oh, that's what she said. God damn it. Take a drink of water. Let's go back real quick to Dystopics. Just wanted to mention, because this band is always on a new label. Uh, it's kind of fun to track their label progress. Uh, this was on No Posers, Please, with an exclamation mark records. So that's a that's please. a great. Please. Yeah. Please, No Posers. Yeah. Damn it. We're, for God's sake. Yeah, we'll, we'll kill the posers, but we're going to be polite about asking yeah. for them to leave. Christ. Anyhow, yeah. back to Oscillations. Love that they came out. This is the most prolific they've been. Another six songs, 26 minutes. Amazing album cover. Good Lord. It looks, yeah, it looks like every single acid trip you've ever had melted onto a birthday cake. Pretty much. So horrifyingly awesome. Pretty much. We are going to listen to two songs from this thing. First one will be Horrid Engine. Uh, opens up the album. And what an, another great song title, Horrid Engine. Tim Hammond actually got me these Oscillation MP3s so that we could play something from this EP because I couldn't find any. I don't have it digitally uh, as a download. Uh, so Tim Hammond, Tim Hammond, you the man. Uh, I you, and uh, the thing it was, I was like, who's got these in MP3? Matt Johnson came to mind, and Tim Hammond. So, uh, yep. my uh, my oldest friend, your oldest friend. Um, you guys have known each other since you were five, right? We started kindergarten together. Good God, uh, that's amazing. Lived together. Yep. Yeah. I alphabetized your CDs for the first time in Tim's presence because you were yep. uh, living with Tim. I was uh, Matt Jacobson. Oh, you remember that story? I do. About how I got the My Dying Bride long sleeve that was it was never oh. paid back because I was supposed to uh, alphabetize Matt Jacobson's collection. The whole yeah, two plus I, years I, I was at Relapse. That guy. Um, it never but, happened. You were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, interesting. I'm yeah. sure we're boring our listeners uh, even more than ambidextrousness. But um, okay. So <laughs> let's get on with it. This is Horde Engine from the awesome Oscillations. say like other than for me this song kind of encapsulates the entire mission of radical research hmm. this is why we do this i have the same reverence yeah now i'll just add to that with the next snippet hermit dream this is the longest one on this episode it's long because we feature two parts of it the beginning and the ending the pause in the middle of, of our snippet is our break 
uh, but there's a short bit of silence at the end of the ending of the song, which you're going to hear. This is their pause, not ours. The reason I wanted to be particular about that, because I think it's a really interesting choice writing wise to go with this long pause uh, in this song. Uh, and it's uh, to me, it's a it's a super highlight of this album, six minute track in full. Uh, we feature two snippets. We think the song rules. Uh, and it's also a strongly bookended song. So we're going to listen to the bookends, the beginning and the end. Just a fantastic arrangement. aspect to the vocal that we haven't talked about either <laughs> good word it just sounds like he is completely losing his mind yeah well it's real it's genuine it just uh it is yeah it's yeah i love it and it, it just has a madness about it that i love and there's a noise rock element um that comes through in some of this that reminds me of uh uh, Despel's Drought EP, which it also not a, a noise rock album, but had seemed to bring something in from that world totally. Yeah, like a yeah. exactly like an amphetamine reptile. Yep. Um, kind of noisy, yeah, noisy little mathy. Both of those, yeah, really an, another EP, really. Yeah, it, um, yeah, and and I get a lot of that on this. Sure, I, I think they've always had that too. 
And that's the other thing. They do seem, you know, the, the sort of like noise slash math indie stuff, you know, and small yep. label seven inch type stuff. It They have yep. that aesthetic as well. What I like about Hermit Dream, and we didn't, of course, listen to the whole thing, but it makes a great use of space in a way that even some of their other great songs don't. This one really relies on, for vast periods of time within a six-minute song, it, it relies on space and patience and just not really not really doing much. It's It just kind of builds to the emotion rather than like being the emotion all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I, am I overthinking this? Yeah, not killing time, doing nothing. Running out of time, doing nothing. The great running out of hey, time. Hey, fair, dude. I knew your I, I knew your reference. The Meads of Asphodel. Yes, yes, yes. Don't get me started. Okay. Oh, now. So, oh, rain it in. So, Hermit Dream. Yeah, there we go. This is Oscillations. Now, took them how many years to follow this up? About seven years, and nine years on from Dystopics, the last full length. Took them nine years. So, yeah, like we said, not the most prolific. And guess what? They got a new guitarist. <laughs> plot twist yeah uh but that's fine a again as we heard with oscillations the guy they got there was really great and had his own color <laughs> so it's weird because like now i hope they follow up the third album degenerations the one we're going to be sampling from next uh and the final one um i hope when and if they follow that up that it's another new guitarist i kind of like how this goes it's sort of like the melvins with bass players they've uh they've got good taste as we hear, they didn't lose a step. I think there's something about this album, besides the album cover and the amazing song titles, which are incredible. I think there's something about this album that's a little more honed or rounded production-wise, maybe. Do you hear this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Also, great song title. We're going to start... I mean, yeah, I, I think it could be, you know, a symptom of our, you know, recent times, too. Yeah, this is August 13th, 2021. Amazing, yeah. amazing. I'm glad they came out with one. I really hope they have another one coming. But this is from the first song. And man, we love this song title. <laughs> this is in the Radical Research Favorite Song Titles Hall of Fame, is it not? Oh, absolutely. You want to invoke it before I do? You do it. Loitering in the Portal. at the peak of its powers when i first heard this album of course i was excited and i put this on love that album cover love the song title and then as that song ended i remember i remember thinking uh it was a very impactful listen because i remember thinking holy shit discord have gotten better it's just something about it and i still think that uh, it's a confidence yeah 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 that's great man 
their new guitarist, Dimitri Sukininen, uh, Sukinen, I'm probably butchering the shit out of that. I'm sorry, Dimitri. He came in right after Oscillations was released. So he had some time to build up with them, a few years. He's originally from Russia, the Siberian region particularly, and he moved to Norway because there was no like work in Siberia. I'm not sure if he meant musical or just general work, but he now finds him. Very little of either. Of either, (laughs) sure, yeah. Uh, he now finds himself in Discord. So that insight was granted to us by our constant listener, one of the earliest radical research supporters, Vico Rebane. And, and I just really want to like say how great of a guy he is and how much we appreciate him. Uh, he's, an ama- he's an amazing dude. He's a huge Discord fan. And when he listened to the end of the Dead Horse episode, the previous one, he got a hold of us right away. And he said, man, I'm psyched for Discord. Here's what I know about Discord. And he shared that little tidbit because he met them. And he's talked to them and he's seen them live, which I'm completely jealous of. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever played over here, but why the fuck aren't they at any of these Decimal Fests or uh, Maryland Death Fest? I mean, somebody has to bring them over, man. Albert. Albert. Well, hey, dude, use your rock star clout you've got these days, man. Get him over here, buddy. <laughs> Fucking big shot in Agalock. Fucking... What the fuck? What the fuck? Where the fuck is Discord over here? Wow. So that personality of yours is like a like a hardcore Bronx guy. Jesus uh, Christ. Jeez. Fruit stand. Fucking, you see fucking Discord over here? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, okay. Let us continue. No, no. Let me. Vico uh, also told us this, and this is so fantastic. And it's a great little Norwegian tidbit. The drummer of Discord is from Oslo. This is a quote from Vico. The drummer of the Discord is from Oslo. Uh, I remember that one festival I asked him if he ever visited the Helveta shop. Euronymous's shop. He said no, but as a kid, he knew the shop and actually his bus to school always went by the shop, but he never pulled himself together and visited the shop. I'm like, holy shit, the drummer, I can just vision this little kid drummer because who knows how old he was in fucking yeah, you know, early young. 90s. Yeah, yeah. And going by going by Helveta going, oh, I'd love to go there, but I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's a funny memory like this guy would have. But and he, and he told it to Vico, who tells it to us. So hopefully it's not the telephone game and that's 100% accurate. But I love that. I'm sure it is. With Vico. I, I love the hell out of that. It's a great little Norwegian tidbit that you uh, you don't hear it every day. <laughs> hey, Norwegian tidbit. That, that would be a good song title. Norwegian tidbit? Mm-hmm. Somebody call the fucking champs. Yeah. So we're going to listen to some from uh, some more from Degenerations. Before we do a few more song titles, Bionic Tomb Eternal. So it's, it's not enough that it's a bionic tomb. A bionic, a bionic tomb is great, but to have it eternal, man, it's, it's what yeah, you I mean. mean. Dear, no, dear, I don't no, know how to say this word. No, it's a, like a, a short-lived bionic tomb. No shit. Another one, I don't know how to say this word, dirigist, dirigist, dirigiste radio hit, clawing at the fabric of space mm. and raging berserker in the universe rigid. So some great stuff there. We, however, are going to listen to Dragged for Coronation.
Okay, so there's no way that the guys in Afterbirth have not listened to Discord. Well, thank you for bringing up Afterbirth again, because uh, we can talk. I'm obsessed right now. Um, I think you're right. They, I would hope, especially because this one, I think more than the others on this great album, time signature wise, how fragmented the parts yeah. are from one another and how strange they are rhythmically and, and time signature wise. Like, I think this is a really techie song. Oh, totally it is. Like their most, they've always had that too. Yes. Of course. But like, this is their most almost mathematical song. Yeah, I agree. It's I algebra. Agree. So Afterbirth, not a bad comparison at all because they are that sophisticated right now. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and, and Discord's re- reached a sophistication with this third album, I think too. And listening to that and actually loitering in the portal too, uh, which I just wanted to say again, because you know, when you loiter in the portal- Well, it'd be, why wouldn't you? Just hanging yeah. out. You know, got, hanging out, that'd be shit. That don't be shit, man. I'm not doing anything wrong. Hey man, what you doing after work? Shit, oh, fuck, I guess I'm going to be loitering the portal. Yeah. <laughs> how's, your mo- how's your mom or them? How's your mom? Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> Losing listeners by the dozen, if we even had that many. But no, <laughs> so interesting elements here. Um, loitering in the portal and that last bit from Dragged for Coronation. Cowbell. He's suddenly, Hans is like cranking that cowbell a lot within the song, yeah. not as a sort of break. Did you hear all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm a drummer. I know. I and you're a great drummer. What do you I mean, what's your what are your thoughts on that? Because it's I love Calvin. Yeah. And I think there's a great way to use it. Like not in the I mean, look, I like uh, you know, a good Rick Allen cowbell too. Peter Chris, dude. He could fuck Peter no, Chris. See, I'm not kidding. He could crush it. Yeah. I loved his cowbell work. But I'm you know, I love that. But there's there are you know, artful ways to use the cowbell as well. Who who besides Hans? Because I mean, I we agree then. Then he's he's amazing on these tracks when he's bringing this out suddenly. Uh, but can you think of anything else in you know death black metal whatever that there's a cowbell featured in more than one song that you like? I mean, is there is there anybody that plays cowbell on some it is, some regularity um, in this world? Well, no, um, and and you know it's sort of a vilified accessory. Mm. Uh, it it it's a signifier of you know rockism, and I feel like that's unfair. I think it's unfair for every instrument because even though you and I say like, hey, we hate harmonica, quite a few songs I love have harmonica. The Outcast from Voivod, The Wizard from Black Sabbath. We could keep going yep. on. Yeah, it's not it's not always bad. It's not. So no. so cowbell. Can we, can we make yeah, but like no, I feel like a lot of bands avoid the cowbell for that reason. Sure. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I, I don't like when an instrument, even tambourine, man, tambourine has been used to great effect many times. Oh my God. Dude, yeah. I love tambourine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, that's one element. The other element is these lower backing vocals that come in that are very death metal, like really the guttural death metal. Haven't heard that before. So I'm wondering if it's the new guy, Dimitri doing that. Yeah. Uh, because Ivan also does backing vocals, the bassist, yet I don't think we've really heard that in Discord before. So they're offering yeah. some uh, this new level as well as the cowbell. The third thing is just sort of the expanded instrumentation. This is mostly thanks to Ivan, the bassist, who also plays in this album electric upright bass, cello, theremin, and synth. Anything else that we don't love about this band? <laughs> like, I mean, what else can they do to like... You know, like, sexy like, it up for we're, us. We're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna make you love us more. Next episode, 105, is gonna be a really interesting thing. I recently came across this compilation called Intrigue, and it's curated by Stephen Wilson. It's a four-CD comp, and its subtitle or its its theme is basically progressive in alternative UK rock 1979-1989. I listened to about a CD and a half of it today on a very long walk through title. But I, I got interested in Swell Maps. I got interested in a thing called John Fox, 20th Century, The Noise album. Uh, Punishment of Luxury. Uh, I was asking you about Public Image Limited, who is a band I've always known I, I might come around to, a band called Magazine, and much, much more. What we're going to do is just go through that comp. I'm going to pick some snippets. You'll pick some snippets. I'm going to pick your brain, Hunter. This is gonna, almost going to be an interview with you because you are the expert on this post-rock UK stuff from this era. 
that's the kind of episode is going to be. We can't promise it'll be fun or listenable, but uh, it will certainly be interesting for you and I. Yep. Fuck you, listeners. We don't care if it's interesting or fun. <laughs> all about us. It's all about us, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to sit through my discovery of this shit. Uh, and, and, and hear me whine about how bad this heat still is to me, but this heat, can't get my head around them. It's like cheer accident for me. Like as a band I want to love and I just cannot get into. Anyway, that's 105. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Discord rules. Was I correct in my prediction that we love them even more? Yep. Absolutely. I I love them more after this, too. I'm the John Madden of radical research. You You really are. I'm the Mike Ditka. (laughs) The only two football references I would probably recognize. Maybe, maybe, uh, is it Glenn Tarkenton? Who's the guy from the Minnesota Vikings? Tarkenton? Let's just, like, quit while we're ahead. Yes, let's go over. This is Nashing from Degenerations. Thank you. See you in a couple weeks for 105.